Welcome to Beautiful Banter, the podcast where we discuss mental health, mental illness, and mental health recovery. I am your host, Andrean Kennedy. Remember, you can live your best life despite a diagnosis. Hi, so I'm back again with a new episode, and today we're going to talk about living in denial because of a diagnosis. Um, In my previous episode, I talked about, you know, what it was like being diagnosed and the shame and the embarrassment. And I mean, there was just a myriad of emotions that came along with being diagnosed. Um, I didn't want people to judge me. I didn't want people to look at me any differently. You know, I was still the same person that I was before receiving a diagnosis But I know at times when people hear mental illness, it triggers them. It does something to them and it makes them, you know, it sends them into a tailspin. And because there's a lack of information and a lack of knowledge, people make assumptions about you. And I just didn't want that to happen. You know, I was, you know, still a good friend a good mother, a good partner, um, a creative person. I had some issues because the illness wasn't being treated, but for the most part, I was able to live decently despite having an illness and also not being, not treating it. So that was part of the reason why I was in denial for so long and really didn't want to, you know, come forward and receive treatment. Now, for years, as I look back, I exhibited symptoms of anxiety for as long as I can remember. Now, anxiety isn't just, you know, worrying about, um, Oh, you know, I left the house. I didn't turn off the iron. Anxiety for me was creating problems, creating problems that weren't even problems, creating scenarios that weren't even real and just worrying and obsessing and worrying and worrying and worrying about them. So to the point where I would physically start to feel sick. And it affected me. It affected my daily life. It affected all aspects of my life. Um, And I can remember just having massive anxiety. I can remember having panic attacks from an early age, but never being able to articulate that and let my mother know, you know, this is what's wrong with me. I I could tell her that I did not feel right, something was not right, but I could not tell her, I could not explain to her, this is what's wrong with me. I just knew that I did not feel right, I did not feel like myself, and I felt a detachment from myself. And I mean, this went on for years and years and years and years. So at 24, my mom passed away 
And that was a really pivotal time for me. Um, That was a really traumatic time for me. And that's when, you know, the bipolar really unleashed, unleashed itself on me. That's when my symptoms became apparent and I just went into a tailspin. I mean, things, I just, it, I just did a complete 180 at that time. Um, I was a 24 year old kid, you know, who had a small child who had just lost her mother. Um, basically the only caretaker she knew and all of these things were happening to me. You know, there was the un, I didn't deal with the grief properly. And then all these other things were happening to me that I was not able to explain, which I later discovered that it was the bipolar symptoms, you know, showing, revealing themselves to me. Um, so I dealt with the mania and the depression of bipolar for, I would say, 12 years before I knew what it was. So for 12 years, I would have these bouts of depression and then I would have these manic episodes. Excuse me. I would go on these, you know, massive spending sprees. You know, I spent thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, somewhere to the tune of $200,000, you know, during a manic episode because I did not know what was going on. I just thought it was just me grieving, but I hadn't dealt with my grief properly. I just was there. Um, I did not seek any counseling. I did not I did not receive any help at that time. And this went on for 12 years. So I was basically on a complete emotional roller coaster for 12 years. Um, and so it wasn't until, like I said, I went and sought treatment well not treatment I sought to receive you know some sort of answers as to why my behavior was so erratic why I was so up and so down it wasn't until I was 36 um until I got those kinds of answers so it was tough you know it was tough that was a really tough time everything stopped I mean you know there would be times where I just didn't give a shit about anything you know, I had a small child that I had to care for, so he he did keep me going, but other aspects of my life, I really didn't have much ambition because I was sick and I wasn't being treated. So at 36, I found out, you know, I had bipolar disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. Um, again, I was in denial. I was ashamed. I was upset. You know, I went through that whole, why is this happening to me? 
I'm going to be a crazy person. You know, I just, my mind just went completely to the left. And that's what, you know, mental illnesses do to you at times. At least I know my anxiety would produce a lot of negative thoughts and um, negative images um, in my mind. So my mind automatically went there and went to the negative. So at 36, I did not receive, I did not, you know, maintain the proper treatment, you know, that I was supposed to maintain. It wasn't until about 38, 39 that I really decided that I was going to really take care of my mental health. It was actually closer to my 39th birthday. I wanted to, I made the conscious decision to, I said to myself, you know, next year I'm going to be turning 40, which is, was this year, 2018. We're actually right into 2019, but I was going to be turning 40. And I said, I want to give myself one year to really get myself together in terms of my mental health. And I want to become stable because I was still all over the place. I was up, I was down. I was taking medication sometimes. I was going to therapy sometimes, you know, and I was just kind of tired of just being all over the place and and feeling like a mess. So I decided to go for it and just say, you know, fuck it. Whoever doesn't understand it, doesn't understand it. It's not for them to understand. It's for me. This is for me. This was the birthday present. This was the 40th birthday present that I wanted to give myself. I did not want to give myself another materialistic thing, another shallow present. I wanted to give myself the gift of my sanity and my stability. And that's exactly what I did. So a month before my 39th birthday, I had, I had been continuing to see my psychiatrist because she was the one who was managing my med- medications, but I hadn't been seeing a therapist. And for me, a therapist was very crucial to my getting better. So I had to task myself with finding a therapist that would understand me, that I would mesh well with, who I would be able to make the most progress with and in getting me to the point that I needed to be. So I had to find a therapist and I found a therapist and I started seeing her in April of last year and that's when the work began. So it took me about a year, a little, well actually it was over a year to get to the point where now I am stable and in recovery. Now, the thing, the point that I want to make, and this is the whole point of everything that I do, mental health recovery is possible, but it also 
requires a lifestyle change. Treating a mental illness, in my opinion, because this is from my firsthand experience, requires a lifestyle change. It does not mean just taking a pill or just going to a therapist. Now, each person is different, but it does require some type of lifestyle change. And that's what I'm here to talk about. So right now, I'm no longer in denial. I'm stable. Um, according to my doctor and my therapist and myself. And, you know, things are good. So that's what I want to leave you with today. That um, mental health recovery is possible. But it also re requires a lifestyle change. So that's all for now. I will see you. I'll talk to you again on the next episode. And I hope you take care. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Beautiful Banter. I will see you again next week. For more on my mental health recovery journey, please visit my blog, Beautiful Brain Collective. You can visit the website at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Beautiful Brain Collective. Take care until next time.